Hello and welcome back everyone to Forefront 360, where we have conversations at the intersection of the arts and Christian faith. I'm Rich Chrisman, chairman of Forefront, and today I'm here with Heather Morgino. How's it going? Hi. Hi. Good. And I'm here with Gage Forster. Hey, how are you guys? Doing great. I'm very excited to have this. We're recording in person today uh, at, at Heather's lovely home. Yeah. Thank you so much. Fine. All right. Well, Gage is a freelance photographer originally from New York and now based in Southern California. His style primarily consists of travel, lifestyle, and portrait work. Travel is a huge part of Gage's life, whether it's for work or leisure. It's the thing that resets him and where he receives much of his visual inspiration. It's tradition, Gage, to start off with a lightning round. So I ask you a question and then you just respond to me with like the first just thing like you think of. Rapid fire? Okay. Yes, rapid yeah. fire. I'm a fail at it. So don't feel bad. Like we're bi- <laughs> like like we're bioing you and then we're gonna hit you with these questions. Okay. And that's it. <laughs> that's so get it. ready. Nerve-wracking, yeah. All right, you ready? Yeah. Like, okay. like as ready as I'll be, I guess. <laughs> that's what we want. Yeah, you can't yeah, be yeah. fully prepared. Okay. That's right. That's right. Okay. Texting or talking? Talking. Favorite day of the week. Ooh, uh, Friday. Favorite city in U.S. besides the one you live in? New York City. Hmm. Nickname your parents used to call you? Uh, 12 Gauge. Oh. What was that? 12 Gauge? I don't remember that. Or <laughs> you called me out. You're like, <laughs> no, that's not true. Like, that's, that's not true. true. <laughs> me too long. No, I believe I, you. I believe you. <laughs> I didn't really, oh, well, yeah. the thing is my parents don't really have like, they mainly just call me Gage, but any nickname I had when I was really little uh, was 12 Gage. Like one of our, that's the, so the church that it. we grew up in, our pastor used to call me 12 Gauge when oh. I was really little. Did so you, that's like the closest you, thing that I have. Did you ride shotgun a lot with the 12 Gauge? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, super, super yeah. accurate. And we tried to get it to stick in high school and mm, it just didn't yeah, happen. Yeah. Mm. I like rallied some of the, my friends. We're like, we, yeah. need to, we need to start this back up. This is <laughs> yeah. a gr- incredible cool nickname. Yeah. And they tried really hard. It didn't work. So. <laughs> what are you going to do? Okay, let's see here. Last song you streamed. Um, this is so random. Until I found you by uh, Stephen uh, Sanchez. This okay. is so random. Okay. Uh, I, I I think I heard it last night. I was like, oh, this is this is cool. I yeah, came yeah, up yeah. and then I put it into like my liked songs, which What's is I don't have playlists. Oh. I just do like I'll like a song, and you then just it's, shuffle it's it? like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and oh. I'll just go through. It's like very. It's a very unorthodox, yeah. very messy. My, it works for you. My life <laughs> yes. thing it's on lazy, Spotify is, is like hundreds and hundreds of songs of like so many different genres that I can't, like I used to that's do that. Me. And like mm-hmm. now I like just can't because I'll get like show tunes and like country. <laughs> well, that's like literally what's hap- that would happen. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So and I, I usually will go to like an album. That's what I'll do. I was yeah, like, yeah. I'll be like, oh, I want to listen to this artist. And then I go mm-hmm. through their mm-hmm. albums. The art of the album is underrated. Listening to an album in the way it was intended yes. to be heard, right? From like start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, what I, I like. I respect that. I don't do it myself, but I respect <laughs> it. <laughs> said, but we that. should be doing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, that's the, the way the artist intended it. So, you know, makes make, yeah. makes sense. We got to keep this lightning striking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? First one. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. Favorite <laughs> holiday? Uh, Christmas, hands down. That's good. How long does it take you to get ready? Mm, 15 minutes. Wow. Nice. That is good. It's usually like strategically planned out in my mind over the like mm. three hours though. And then I'm like, okay. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm like, oh, this is what I'm going to wear. Is that including and then a if shower? It's clean, I'm good to go. Um, I'm thinking like throwing That's clothes on. That's not shower. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Because you know, if you, maybe I showered the night before yeah, yeah. and I'm waking up early gotcha. and I'm out. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So. 
Okay, I have to go backwards just because, and I know it's supposed to be lightning. I'm sorry. I That's apologize. fine. But because hey, I know you, I know Lightning strikes your... unpredictably. You never know. <laughs> That's right. So this is going backwards, but the December, talk about your December tradition, what you do on Christmas oh, Day. We do, okay, so on Christmas Day, it's, we- I, I always thought it was cool. Yeah. So we have like so many quirky um, things that my family does, but typically, I so I have two sisters that I grew up with. I have a brother too, but he didn't live with us growing up. So, me and my sisters uh, growing up would always, uh, we'd always get pajamas on Christmas Eve from our parents. Then we would like wear those. And I'm talking like well into our 20s. Like we still (laughs) do this if if we're able. Yes. Okay. We like still do this if we're able to. But there there came a point where like they were like, there's no cool men's really pajamas after like. (laughs) <laughs> 13 yeah so usually like i'd get sweatpants or something yeah. like that but so we do that and then um me and my sisters would all just kick it like all night together nice. so we would just post up in the same location mm-hmm. and just hang out all night and then the day of um pretty pretty like traditional we do gifts together yeah. um, round robin style and then um we would all go get chinese food in the That's- evening so we'd oh, go out to Chinese wow, food. Okay. So that. every Christmas we'd go out and get Chinese food. That's so fun. And we had Isn't like the fun? same spot for probably like 10 or 15 years. Here in Rochester? Yeah. Where'd you go? In Irondequoy is this place called KJ's. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But um, we were like the only people in there on Christmas, <laughs> obviously. Oh, yeah. And then the Allens, who you know, would come that's with right. us. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was like every... And that's kind of like still a little bit of the vibe on Christmas. Although I, I haven't really been home for Christmas in two years i think okay. which okay. has been a bit of a bummer yeah, i bet bummer. you um you know so i bet you that chinese restaurants in california and or new york city are a little bit more populated than in rochester on christmas are a little better yeah, yeah i mean that's uh, i don't know about no? better really? populated yeah i would say i don't know honestly i think we have better chinese food here really do, oh but we don't have I korean do. here that's the right. problem california it's like every two restaurants is a korean right one. and we have i mean we have there's there's better japanese food sure, in sure, california sure. obviously um, but I, I like our Chinese. I'm a food total. Better. I'm a total like, you know, American when it comes to Chinese food, though. So I, I'm like a terrible uh, <laughs> judge of the quality of Chinese right, food because too. whenever yeah. I go, like, I love Chinese food. Right, but whenever right. I go there, I get like one of three like very Americanized Chinese dishes. You know, like, like oh, so, yeah. sesame chicken. Well, and everybody's always like, you know, this isn't how they eat. Right? Yeah, right. Right. they're always yeah, like, yeah. this is for us. No, oh, yeah, 100%. it's probably like <laughs> yeah. the secret menu. You yeah, know, like, yeah. you, oh, yeah. like um, well, it's I want like the real stuff. Similarly, in um, I was in Ireland and they have like an American like 1950s style like burger oh, joint. I like an, in, uh, mm-hmm. I think it was in Kilkenny. But anyway, um, but we like went in there and the people. I I don't know if this is true but I, the vibe i got was that they like the locals feel like this is an american restaurant and oh, i was like and i was like this up, yeah. this is like a caricature of like the 1950s like it's like uh <laughs> in back to the future like in the 50s oh, yeah, right? yeah yeah and i'm yeah. like yeah. you know this is not what americans are like right i mean <laughs> right. in the 50s maybe right but right yeah. right anyway. That's so you know funny. we have yeah, grown yeah. beyond this yeah now. exactly like burgers are still good though but they're they're not the same yeah no definitely not thank god okay let me see scale of one to ten how good of a driver are you did i ask you that one uh, you did not. I would say I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut the difference. I would say I'm like a six yeah. or a five. There you go. That's and honest. it's like it's it it really. If I'm alone, I'm a pretty good driver. I never speed, but I don't think mm-hmm. that 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 is like an indicator of a good driver. So I never like speed. I'm never getting into trouble on the road because when I was like in high school and early college, I'd get tickets all the time okay so then i was like i'm done i don't i can't afford <laughs> yeah, this lifestyle yeah. anymore it. and it's not worth it <laughs> right. um but i honestly like 
because I enjoy talking when I'm riding with my friends. There was like, dude, you got to oh, pay attention. Oh, oh yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm that the other sense. way around, actually. I know this isn't my lightning round, but I'm the other way around where when I'm by myself, I find myself cutting corners, both literally and figuratively, <laughs> because I'm like, it's just me in the car. And right. I like, okay. like, especially if there's not a, like a bunch of cars around, like if I'm driving yeah. like at yeah, night yeah. or something, I'll like, you know, cut into the other lane when I'm like making a left turn or whatever. <laughs> oh. And then, and, but like when I'm with other people, I'm always like, oh, I got to be yeah. a little bit more careful. So I don't feel like, see, you know. yeah, it's not quite like that. It's mainly like if I'm like, if we're on a highway and I'm talking and it's yeah. like, you know, we're like pick pick a lane here. Yeah, you're so tripping. <laughs> yeah, I'm like starting to like yeah to cruise over a bit. Um, yeah. But whenever we travel, my friends really get on me about the driving. Gets mm-hmm. I think it gets bad when we're international, um, which I have a funny story about that later. Okay, we'll bring it right. up. Uh, at what age do you want to retire? Oh, I've never I've never even thought about that. <laughs> I guess like it'd be it's pretty far bad. out. Yeah, it'd be, I mean like because I feel like I'm in like a kind of an untraditional. My work is kind of a little more untraditional. Yeah. Um, there's less of like a, like a distinct line when I see that ending. Um, but I mean, ideally it would be nice if I had the means to, in my sixties, like not have to do anything, have to do anything. Exactly. Yeah. One, one of the reasons why I picked being a public school teacher is the predictability of retirement. Oh, Oh, yeah. It's like a mathematical equation. Exactly. So, (laughs) so like barring some sort of change to how public school works, like I can, I know like how much money I'm going to make at each point in my life right, and like right, when right, I can right. retire. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's consistent good. for yeah. sure. Is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? <laughs> <laughs> I love that question. No, they're from Elfster. I, 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 I don't think many. it's wrong. I feel like they want to feel too good about it. <laughs> yeah. I feel That's like true. it's a little That's ironic. True. We could um, have a theological discussion about forms. If, if the cracker looks like oh. a lion, is it a lion? Is it a lion? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Would that be a theological conversation? Oh, we could talk about forms. Yeah, yeah we're not going to go there. But like, <laughs> he said, he said his his face, "Oh, absolutely." Oh, I mean, we could have a serious. we could have a we could have a Eucharist. He said, debate. "I can already tell." Oh, yeah, we, we would debate oh, okay. all Let's, sorts of all things. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. Heather was like, "I mean, but is that actually a topic?" Yeah, He's yeah, like, like, "Oh, it, oh, it is, is a topic." Trust me. Yeah, no, no. Okay. So you are originally from Rochester, right? But you've been living in California for. How many years now? I will be, I think it's, it's like two years almost exactly. I think it will be two years this week. Oh, wow. I've been living there. Yeah. Wow. Which is crazy. It is. Interesting time to move away because I think the best time to live in Rochester is like between August and November 1st. It's a real bummer. Yeah. 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 My, my lease was up. So Uh, (laughs) it makes sense. I was like, and it's go time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what made you pick? California, because you've been yeah, a ton it, of different where, places. Where in California? I'm in Southern California, so I'm okay. in San Diego. I'm the I'm in San Diego, but okay. uh, but like San Diego County. So I'm cool. literally yeah, yeah. the last stop on San Diego County, which is Oceanside. Okay, I don't know if you're familiar. Is that like really close to the Mexican border? It's pretty close. Yeah. I mean, I'm like because we're only like 25, 30 minutes or whatever yeah. just, uh, north of San Diego. Gotcha. Um, yeah, and San Diego is like right there on the border, gotcha. basically. So, I mean, yeah, I'm like an hour from Mexico. Cool. Um, basically, yeah. yeah. Which is weird. I haven't gone to Mexico yet. You no. haven't? No, which is wow. really strange because yeah. I just assumed I would get out there, but I just right. ha- I haven't. I've been right. doing kind of other stuff. I don't know. Yeah. So, but I have friends go down there for the day and stuff. That's cool. I, yeah, yeah. We, so we went down there when I was young because we lived in Arizona. Oh, yeah. yeah. You guys are super yeah. close, probably, yeah, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. And then I, Joe's like family to. is out there. Well, it's like oh, people okay. in Rochester that have never been to Canada, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. A little yeah, bit yeah. what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. 
good stuff. Oh yeah. So why? So, so what why? Made you yeah. Decide on oh, California? I'm sorry. Yeah. All so the places because you've been a lot of places. I know. So is is actually kind of random because I'm not a big. Um, I'm not a massive beach person, actually, ironically. So after college, when I started like, or during college, I should say, when I started traveling a lot domestically and then kind of like the end of college, even more like international stuff, mm-hmm. um, I always knew that I wanted to move out of Rochester. Um, and I, ironically, like it's super cliche. Like as soon as I left, I was like, yeah, I could see myself living in Rochester. Yeah, like right. as soon as I left, I was like, oh, Rochester would be an incredible place to like have yeah. a life. Um, and I left so, Rochester for two years and then boomeranged. So yeah, I yeah. Totally and that. it's yeah. like so, and honestly, that was fine with me. Like I, I knew that there was a very real possibility that like I would leave and be like probably like, oh, actually Rochester is really great. Yeah. In a way that I, I hadn't felt before. Um, but I had to leave first. So I was like, if yeah, I, oh yeah. if I go somewhere and I don't like it, that's fine. I can come back, but there's so many people and that's fine. That's like, if that works for them. But, um, when I've like for my, my parents, for example, I'd be like, Hey, why do we live in Rochester? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they were, my dad would always just be like, oh, we just don't leave. And I was like, mm. that's just not, that's fine for you guys. If that, if that's yeah. how it worked out and you guys like it here, but I, I had to try something else. So Is your family, like a Rochester Family, like, do you, do you extended family live here as well? Yeah, okay. most of most so of my sense. most you have, like, of my family, family roots is here. here. Yeah, most yeah. of my mom's side of the family is gone now, but everyone's from Rochester and and gotcha. such. Yeah, so my and my parents were both like raised here. Um, so yeah, so I had I went to visit uh, California back in like 2018, I want to say, um, and I went to go visit a friend and kind of hang out there and like really, really just loved it kind of like fell in love with it and was like oh this is a spot i actually could like see myself being um and at the time like i had a lot of other things going on that didn't like really allow me to just like move to california or san diego specifically but i loved i loved the culture in san diego and it was just really comfortable um and also the week i was there was like a really heightened experience we Met a lot of people, and it was just, um, there was, like, a, a great church that we kind of got plugged into a little bit oh, cool. that week that we were there. So, it was just, yeah, it was really cool. It felt really nice. right. And, and you then, were traveling with friends, you said? Uh, no, the girl, a girl I was seeing at the time. Oh, cool. So, we yeah. went to go visit, and then um, we were like, this is, like, a cool spot if we ended up, like, kind of taking the next step or getting married or right, whatever. Yeah. This is somewhere that we could, like, see ourselves settling down. Yeah, no. Um, and then we went separate ways and then the pandemic happened like immediately after that okay so yeah so i was living in a house like four or five months with like just my friends Mm -hmm. and i wasn't working um and it was just like a weird time and then when my lease was up um nobody like re-upped on our lease and we all just left Mm -hmm. so i was like you know what this is kind of like the only time i'm gonna have the chance to like fully send it right now if yeah, it yeah. felt like the right time yeah and um i just planned on literally throwing everything in my car and i was going to just like drive out there and like figure it out mm-hmm. and then the one friend that i had visited in 2018 actually was like oh, i have a room you can rent so uh, i was like oh perfect and then i applied to a because i'm still in the service industry i still am a barista and stuff mm-hmm. and i and i love working in, in the coffee industry. You make a mean cappuccino. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You used to come into Glen all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh, that's, yeah. Right, that's all right. Um, it's funny. That I think that's how I know you initially, uh-huh. actually. Yeah. But it took me yeah. a minute to put that together. Yeah, I yeah. know. It's, it's so so funny. Um, So when I, I, like, applied literally for the coffee shop that I actually I had visited 
like back in 2018. Oh, cool. Oh, that's and cool. they interviewed me like over Zoom and we're like, yeah, cool. You can kind of start whenever. And that's two blocks away from literally where I'm living. Nice. Oh my and goodness. I'm still like working there and it's kind of a dream. Kind of. Yeah. It's yeah. like, a, it's a good spot. I literally live off the one. So like highway. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like from the end of my road, I can like see the ocean. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. So it's like, that's it's pretty sweet. nice. Yeah. yeah. It's, pre- it's pretty cool. That's so cool anyways, that's kind of how I ended up out What's there. What's the shop? Uh, it's called this place called Revolution Roasters. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. A, it's a good spot. I do like it a lot. Californians hit it up. I know. Seriously, yeah. Oceanside. Oceanside's such a good spot right now too. It's like starting to get cleaned up and stuff because mm-hmm. ten years ago it was like gnarly, but yeah, now yeah. it's starting to like get cleaned up and like developed. But it's not so developed yet yeah. that like we're completely overrun with people like. Isn't it crazy how time like s- certain spots like because oh, of yeah. development, gentrification, whatever? Like certain spots have like seasons where yeah. they're like the perfect place to be oh, yeah, but yeah. then it goes like yeah especially especially yeah. on the coast because it's of like course, yeah they're they're i mean i think they always knew this but it's getting to the point where they're like oh now we can't afford to let anywhere be undeveloped right, like right. it's too it's worth too much money if yeah. it's on the yeah. water of course so i think eventually like the entire coast will just be yes. continue to just get developed we're gonna be like uh we're gonna be like australia where like the entire Even, coast yeah. is just a giant city yeah you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but um seriously yeah I've actually never been to, like, West Coast, California. Oh, okay. Ironically, the only place, in, or not ironically, but, like, weirdly, the only place I've been in California is Joshua Tree National Park. Ooh. Oh, no way. So, okay. like, so I don't really tell people that I've, like, been to California because <laughs> I really haven't. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, so I, I'm very curious because, like, I've always heard the, uh, you know, people strike that difference between, like, the right. East Coast, particularly in creative circles. There's, like... I mean, every creative community is slightly different, mm-hmm. but like there's that East Coast energy of like New York, Philly, right, um, you know, right, sort of thing. Right. And then the like Southern California kind of yeah. creative energy. Slower yeah. vibe. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was wondering yeah. if you could speak at all to not that Rochester is a hub of East Coast creativity, but um, obviously you've been mm-hmm. elsewhere on the coast. Um, so like, how would you like how would you describe that kind of the difference in how creativity kind of flows in the East or West coast? Yeah. Um, I think that, well, it's, it depends obviously, first of all, if you're in LA or not, because sure, it's like there's LA and then there's everywhere else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause Which it's I feel just, like it's the same with New York. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think that there, it's a lot more like network based mm-hmm. kind of, um, in California and everything is like a startup. Yeah. everything everybody's like starting a clothing brand or right, everybody's right. like ha- like has a microbrewery <laughs> or like but it's it's really true Starts it's like a podcast it's, oh never yeah. mind, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's like it's it's just ton of like small ventures i feel like yeah. um and it's kind of like so saturated there as far as like i feel like a lot of the work in the creative industry is kind of like creating uh kind of content for mm-hmm. for these these like startups and these sure. brands and these companies and there's like so many creatives and then so many like little startups and it's like everyone's trying to figure out like where they fit in sure. together in those relationships mm-hmm. um and it's just tough it is so saturated so here yeah. i feel like the creativity is coming less from like a business perspective and more of just like a, like a doing it perspective mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. where there, I feel like it's very, it's like very business oriented. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like people, uh, would you say that like you find more creatives in Southern California, like trying to make a living off of their creativity? Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that's interesting. Whereas I feel like almost in uh, like a lot of my friends in New York city in particular have like, 
already accepted that it's like virtually impossible to make a living yeah. in New York off of creativity. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. they're like, oh, yeah. I'm going to do this boring job. And then on the side, I'm going to do, you right. know, yeah. but, um, and we can debate all day, like whether or not you should make your art, your career or whatever, but oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is, it is tough. It has been very, yeah, <laughs> very yeah. tough to get, to get it going for sure. Yeah. And I'm, I haven't completely abandoned it yet, but I'm like, oh, this is. It's getting really but I, re- I realize we haven't really said other than the quick bio. So like photography, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. w- what, like, how'd you get into the origin originally? Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously Roger Kodak, you're wearing the Kodak hat right now. I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This, yeah. this hat has seen some things. How they were saying that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. My friends are always asking me, like, dude, your hat is so dirty. I'm like, I know. <laughs> That's good. Though. I know. Like, I know. Yeah. It's got um, the dust of the road. On it. I know this is, this hat's been all over the place. It's had some international trips this year too. Nice. Um, but right when I graduated college, high school actually, um, I had kind of started hanging out with uh, a couple of friends from the church I was going to, and primarily um, this one guy specifically who's actually still like my closest friend. Nice. Um, did you go to college in Rochester? I did. I went to MCC. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. And I was a construction technology major while I was okay. going there. Yeah. And then the last minute, I was like, I do not want to do this <laughs> yeah, anymore. Okay, this okay. is miserable. Um, so switched up last minute. I had like literally three classes left in that okay. degree. And I was like, I can't, I can't mm-hmm, do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, after high school, I had like, I had an interest in like visual creativity, but I had, I had no idea kind of what outlet it was. I used to draw a little bit and I'm like, I can kind of draw, but I'm not, uh, I'm really not naturally like gifted with that mm-hmm. it's like something that i can like kind of do but i'll ne- i don't think i'd ever really like excel like pursue in that it medium. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um and i used to like kind of take photos of stuff on my phone in high school and i used mm-hmm. to like to do it but i never did anything with it and i never sure. did it like i never did it to the degree where i was like ever saw myself even picking up a camera right so uh yeah after i graduated high school me and my buddy kind of started doing a lot of like the just like uh uh, urban exploring started yeah, doing yeah, a lot of definitely. that and then the natural progression was like oh we'll just like take photos of us doing this because it's yeah. cool to like climb a building and that like, was like such you know, a vibe for a I know. Years, spe- you know what I mean everywhere and like honestly too it wasn't oh, yeah. even just like here it was like for yeah. there was like this weird like five peer, like year well, with period with that whole people, explore Rochester thing oh, and, so, which yeah. we've talked about on uh-huh, the show yep. yeah and it was, so it was like, um, is this weird, like subculture, especially like on social media of yeah. people just kind of doing that. And I didn't, I still feel like I don't even care about social media as mm-hmm. much as I should, uh, or as like, as yeah, much as I that's should pretty healthy, I'd say. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm very active, but I'm saying like, at the, I'm like often like this is, I wish it there was another way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah Um, definitely. so don't get me wrong. I'm very active on it. I just, I'm like, I don't really like, and Instagram is the only thing I even use. I don't mm-hmm. even have a Twitter. I never touch Facebook, yeah. anything like that. Yeah. So we started doing a lot of that, um, photographing a lot. And then the, my passion for like, what it, we're doing was like much a lower than my passion for like taking photos while we were doing it. Sure. So it like naturally just, there was this progression of like, then I got my, like I do, like I got a camera out of my parents' closet and was shooting with that. And then nice. I like bought a camera and then I bought another camera digital? and then I bought another at camera. This time? It was all digital. digital. Yeah, okay, yeah. 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 It was all, all digital. I know you shoot film now a It's lot, primarily right? all I yeah, shoot yeah. now is film. Okay. Yeah. So it was all digital at the time. And then, it kind of shifted where we were like, you know what? This is not really like, I'm getting kind of tired of going to like asbestos, like buildings full of asbestos, like (laughs) in the middle of the night. And like, even like had a, like a couple of like run-ins where like, you know, where like the police shut up, like like things. I remember hearing. Yeah. Yeah, Some of that stuff, which is like, (laughs) is like not 
the end of the world, like, but it was just kind of like, it's not I a good don't, look. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, it's not like, it's just not really what I'm trying to be doing. Spending yeah. my time doing anymore. We're kind of outgrowing it. So we started doing, that was when we started like doing camping trips and traveling all over the East coast a bit. Um, and then nice. kind of like linked up with this whole more like social, uh, media creative group of people that were mm-hmm. also kind of doing the same things we were doing. Um, and then and this was the golden age before like reels and TikTok. <sighs> yeah, so I could go on. I could go on for the algorithm. I know. Exactly. I know. I was thinking about that today. I was like, oh, I have to tell Heather like how much I've been like loving her work lately and seeing it. And I was like, although I feel like I don't even get to see it. Yeah, well, because and I don't. I haven't posted in like a month. Yeah, so. because you lose like you lose like, and I hate when people are like, oh, well, you know what? I'm not posting for the likes and stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But here's the thing. If you weren't posting for people to see it, you want to be on social media. Right. Like, right. I, yeah, I can like, like I am posting for people to see it. Otherwise I would yeah. just hang something on my wall. Well, like, art you know. is right. meant to be seen, right? I oh, mean, for it, sure. So it makes sense. You know, you want a group of people to see it and appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's like, what, like, what is the, the purpose, you know, yeah. if nobody's seeing it. That's my favorite Rothko quote. He said, uh, art lives and dies in the eye of the sensitive viewer. Ah, right? I you like gotta, that. You yeah, hear. yeah. But, um. So tell us about the transition to film. Yeah. So it was kind of like, and it was kind of funny because it's, it's not very profound. Like I feel like most of the photographers that I surround myself with have gone through this progression. And I would say most of my generation's photographers, because like my generation has this huge influx of like photographers and videographers. Um, So obviously there was always like a history of it being, you know, being from Rochester and like having Kodak be here, which is like, now like my claim to fame (laughs) which is like i feel like everybody in rochester had like you said you picked Mm -hmm. up like a camera at your parents right right, right. i feel like everybody in rochester had like some family member that had like a high quality film camera yeah at some point Mm -hmm. you know what i mean well like and it was funny because like i mean my mom worked at kodak my grandma worked at kodak my yeah my grandfather was an engineer at kodak you know what i mean Mm. um and so that's just like it's weird to see and even for me too, because like, it's weird to see how, like how, how trendy like film and like even Kodak as a brand is now, um, yeah, after watching it. So it hated, oh right? my gosh. After so watching bad. it for like 10 years, just be like, they are, I, they're the about enemy. to go under. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I didn't, I didn't think like much of Kodak or any of that until I started, you know, getting more into photography. And then I had friends. So then I had friends that were starting to shoot film and get more into it. And then I remember this was in like 20, I think 19, I was going to Guatemala. Um, there's like the, like the spring of 2019 or something. I was going to Guatemala or something and I wanted to like bring a film camera with me, just like a nice. 35 millimeter yeah. Olympus. So I brought that and I shot on that. And that was like that. I had no idea even at the time, like what kind of stock I should be using, yeah, or what, yeah. I, what kind of preference I had. It took me like, six months to shoot through one roll of 35 okay, like you okay. know i finally got that roll developed. Just doing it like casually. oh yeah, yeah i finally get that roll developed and it's like there's three states on here five cities and t- two countries <laughs> that's kind of like, cool though yeah, yeah. Like you a know, time cool. capsule and now it's like oh man i don't know if one roll is gonna last like an hour and a half <laughs> right, you know what I'm right. which yeah, is right, like right. crazy to think about so i started shooting um yeah i started shooting it kind of just more and more and now it's just kind of like developed to the point where it's actually like the thing I feel more comfortable about. Yeah. Um, and it's so cliche cause now everybody's all on like film is so pure. It's like such a pure yeah, way to yeah, shoot. Yeah, yeah. And like, but it, 
and although it's cliche, like I think there's like definitely some truth to that. And for me, mm-hmm. it was like, and although I totally get where people are coming from where they're like, well, it really made me slow down and like, yeah. like compose my shot more specifically for me, it takes, it's just, um, the thing I like about film is it's like, it, there's kind of the serendipity about it. Like it kind of is what it is. I yeah. can account for a lot, but at the end of the day, like, the way that the film is even like going to be developed and the way that the film is going to even act. Um, and even just the, the, it's just, it's yeah, kind of, it's yeah. still very unpredictable. Yeah. And I kind of like that. And there's not many things in our culture that are actually like praised for like their inconsistency. Right. Yeah. Which is right. like film is this thing that like, you know what I mean? We even see like fake film, like, like you mean like presets. filters and stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like well, that's what I was wondering. A light leak Do you think on that's it. why film got popular? Because we started to like so many people use that as an editing style, right? Like that right, filmic right. I think, look. I think it's the other way around, actually. Because I, I even say. have what is mm. it? Um, like, I feel like film is authentically cool, and so what? then all these apps are like, oh, we can mimic that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I which came first? I wonder mm, okay. because, but I have like a sample of editing styles that I got years and years like ago. Like on Lightroom yeah. or something? It's, yeah, you can, yeah, yeah. You can mm-hmm. upload them to Lightroom. Or like a sure. Visco pack. Rad. Oh, right, I right, think right. it's totally rad as the company. A6, baby. I still use that. <laughs> <laughs> That's my filter. <laughs> yeah. But it's like everybody right. else's. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It's like, I think it is the most popular one. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's, I think it's totally rad. And they have these filmic styles uh-huh. and they've had them for a long time mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. super popular. And then, I mean, I started to notice all the Instagram posts are like, now they look like, I'm like this looks like yeah. back when I was young. Well, yeah. there's a very photos, uh, so like 1970s aesthetic yes, right now. Right. In yeah. like the color the grading color, stuff. Definitely, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I think that they, I don't know. I feel like they were they were both influenced by each other, but I, yeah. I really feel like it kind of was happening simultaneously. It, yeah, it could be. There was like... People got curious about it, and then they sure. started to make the editing styles, and then... They, right, yeah, and so it was like this sense. cool, funky style to, like, edit everything like film, and then I think everybody just became intrigued, like, unrelated to a different style of shooting, which yeah. was like, oh, let's actually try film. Yeah. Less, I think, to get that feel and more to just try something new. Yeah, sure. And then that continued to, like, progress as well. And the thing that's so cool to me is, like, anytime a company is now, like, and so many companies are using film. You're saying, like, for, like, marketing? Yeah, images? for marketing yeah. purposes. And to me, it's really cool because this is, like, kind of the first time that our generation or maybe, like, even part of the generation before that is, like, the consumer doesn't have to be a photographer or shoot film to look at something and like, oh, that was shot on film right. because it's right. like so much more, um, uh, what's the word? It's like so much more, um, uh, not prevalent, but it's, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's relevant. So it's so much oh, more yeah, relevant yeah. now. So people can see it and they can like, look at that and just be like oh that was like shot on film so now when somebody like the consumer is looking at a product they like and they can tell that it was shot on film now they're picturing like that process now they're going oh this company was like intentional now they're picturing somebody with a film camera they're picturing it being shot they're picturing it being developed um which i feel like is like a really cool aspect yeah i actually like never had this thought until just now but like the fact that like there is well, I, 
weirdly my brain just like analogized it to like coffee mm-hmm. where like we like if we analogize like uh making like a k-cup to like a digital camera oh, yeah versus yeah. making like roasting and grinding and then like making like a pour over right where right. like even yeah. if like the taste like which it very much isn't but even if the taste of like a k-cup and a pour over were the same i still think that i would prefer to make it by hand right. because i'm yeah. like participating in the process in some way more, and don't yeah. get me wrong like when i'm running out the door like i do have a keurig but right. like sometimes <laughs> but i mean like i'm not i'm never going to pick that if i have the ability to pick something right. that took intention and time right. and human element you know and i get that you're more invested yeah. in exactly yeah. yeah and i like sh- i actually still like shooting digital and like have really loved like creating um my visual style with like editing digital images um and i finally am even getting to a place where i kind of feel like they kind of go to bed like together more like where my film and my digital work kind of have like this this place where they intersect um which has been like really enjoyable but the thing about shooting film for me is and this is the part that's like very uh like specific Mm. to what it has been for me is i think i just get really i'm very meticulous um and i've struggled for years to kind of figure out like kind of like what my style is and what I want things to look like and how I want it to feel. And then film kind of like just, and I'll, I do edit my film. Like I do, like yeah. most people do, um, which is a whole other discussion. So you're saying, well, that's you, what I so ask just to be about. clear, like you shoot film, digitize and edit mm-hmm. or? Okay. Yes. Yep. Okay. You digitize. That's what I was wondering about your process. I didn't know if you had a dark room or if you send them no, off. I don't or... develop. I would mm-hmm. love to get to the point. The, the next step for me is to get into scanning. I would love to get a scanner soon. Yeah. And I've been, talking about doing that for way too long um and then eventually it'd be cool to start developing too but that's kind of like down the road i really haven't had the chance for that but right. it's it was like the freedom well, that's a whole art in itself yeah, yeah it's it's crazy how many people though are like doing it now mm-hmm. so for me it was just something that i was like oh this is kind of taking the pressure off where like i can kind of rely on the film to just do its thing and then like i said before it's it's like i just appreciate kind of like the serendipity of it, the process. Like, right. I don't really know how this is going to turn out. And I, that's okay. Like it, I don't need to have an exact color in mind if it, if it comes out warmer or cooler. And I, again, I edit and adjust. Um, and editing film is actually so, so nice. There's like, like the starting base for film is like so much more enjoyable than like mm-hmm. a, like a digital image. I feel yeah. like digitally it's just kind of a little more like cold and like yeah. kind of just, kind of too much um the sharpness of digital images i've noticed too is like sometimes like in amateur photo editing that i've done like i've noticed that when like there's like a softness to Mm. a a film image where like if you apply like a color filter over right, it, right? Yeah. it applies in what seems to me like a more natural way For across sure. the image I agree. whereas like digital images that are like very sharp and there's a lot of contrast yeah, it'll like really like you know yeah, yeah. well yeah. the interesting thing about film too is like film technically is like sharper than digital actually which is like yeah, I, so I misspoke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, and I yeah, get what yeah, you're, yeah. I know what you're mm-hmm. saying. It has a feel of being sharper. Right. Yeah, like, and I think contrast was like a good word yeah, right. for what you're saying. Um, and, but there's this weird thing about film where like it, it handles highlights mm-hmm. so incredibly yeah. um, that like digital just doesn't do. Mm-hmm. And I've been shooting, I have a mirrorless digital camera now, which nice. I actually feel like has been like a really smooth transition. Um, it handles highlights a little more like 
milkier, which is mm-hmm. kind of like how I feel like film is. Yeah. yeah. So I, I really like that aspect. But the the biggest thing for me, even aside from like the editing and just the look and the feel of it, is um, when I take a photo on digital, I remember the photo. Mm. And when I take a photo on film, I remember taking the photo. Interesting. Oh, that is so interesting. like when I'm traveling, which is like something that really is, is what I enjoy to do more than anything. When I'm mm-hmm. traveling my last couple of trips, I've just taken film on really. Yeah. Um, and it's because to walk around a city I've never been in before and to shoot film is so much more submersive and rewarding for me, for me than like yeah. shooting digital. Why do you think that is? It's because I can't, I can't look at it. And there's just something about mm. like, it's weird. I don't know. Something about running around with a film camera and like trying to mm. like, um, just get, get the shot and kind yeah. of get the moment is like, it's, it kind of just is what it is. Cause I don't know if I didn't get what I wanted. Yeah. And by the time I get it developed, what I wanted, I don't even really know. I don't even really, I can't even really remember what my intentional like initial goal well, was. That's what's cool too. Cause there's almost like an, or, there's an organic nature to receiving the photo later. Right. In the sense that like you you are acting, you're taking these pictures, but you can't see them. Like right. you're just existing uh-huh. and you're you're capturing these things. And then later it's like almost like a call and response. Like later you're looking at the images you got mm-hmm. and you have like a relationship, not to get too yeah. deep here, right? But it's like no, you have a relationship to- totally with your past is. self. Yeah. In yeah. a way, you know, it was kind of cool. That is cool, but that's exactly what I hated about film <laughs> <laughs> when I shot yeah. when I was younger. Yeah. Because I just never knew if I got what I wanted. So it was like when I got it back and you're all excited, <laughs> I have a bunch oh, of people with their so heads caught off. Yeah, or like not frame pro- yeah. I'm sure I could do better now because yeah. I was definitely well, not anything. I did not take good pictures mm-hmm. back in the day, but my whole family was into it. So I, we had, yeah, I have, I have my grandpa's like 1950s Minolta downstairs. So, oh, so cool. yeah, I'll show it to you. Yeah. Are you from <laughs> Rochester as well? Your family? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. My grandpa worked 45 Oh yeah. Years you said there. that. You said yeah, that. Yeah. He worked on the Hubble. That's pretty cool. No way. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. I didn't, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. It was pretty cool. So I was definitely, everybody in my family loved to shoot, but I hated film so mm. much. So digital was like a life changer. For it really yeah. was. <laughs> It was crazy how, how like, when I first started shooting it, I was so disappointed all the time with it and, like, so underwhelmed. Yeah. And sometimes I'm still, like, kind of even overwhelmed. Like, I, I expect that the camera is going to do more for me than I wanted it to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but after, like, just becoming more comfortable with it and, like, learning how to elevate the image that I'm going for, knowing like how film is going to react in a situation. Right, right. Like I have tricks. Just like any of the other tools. Right, yeah, right. You, the more you use them, right. you get more comfortable. So you have like these tricks and these preferences that you come up with where you're like, oh, right. I know how to shoot this in a way that's going to like kind of help film kind of just do its thing yeah. and elevate it, you know? But like you said, you run the risk of like not even getting what you want. I mean, yeah. I was just in um, Italy and I only shot film. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, almost 98% of what I shot was film. Um, and something was wrong with my lens cause uh, I had a leaf shutter. Oh so the no. shutter is in the lens, um, which is a little, not, not most medium format cameras sure. like that. And it was like undetectable. It was like very subtle problem, but all my film was completely ruined. Mm-hmm. So it was like, and uh, it was like 12 rolls of film or something, oh, which yeah. isn't yeah. a crazy amount, but it's, yeah, it's like, I mean, I lost <laughs> 100, 140 images or something of, of trips so from Italy. Yeah. What, what camera were you shooting? Mumia 7. Okay, okay. Yeah. Cool. 
That's yeah, awesome. see that that's what that was interesting to me too that you did medium format when I found I was like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. A lot of pe that kind of seems to be like the Is really the what people are really mm -hmm. liking a lot. Yeah, I it's so. Oh, like an image is just so uh, full, so full. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's yeah. So, do you have any uh, like thoughts on so like medium format's pretty expensive, right? Like oh, yeah. comparatively. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, do you have any like tips or or advice for somebody who like wanted to get into that, but maybe like right. isn't ready to break the bank? Like, well, the 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 catch about it kind of is like for me, I feel like. Um, and this is my, pr I don't shoot a lot of 35. I don't love it. I'm trying to get to a point where I am like gaining an appreciation for it. For mm -hmm. me, I feel like if I was shooting 35, the goal would be to have like a Leica or something because right. I just feel like um, those images are just incredibly sharp. Um, and when I shoot 35 millimeter on like a Canon A1 or like an Olympic, mm -hmm. you know, like a hundred dollars, yeah, yeah, like yeah. 35 millimeter yeah. camera. I personally, for me, it just doesn't, ever seem to be kind of what I'm looking for and what sure. I want and medium format always just seems to be this like well like mm -hmm. well exposed full sharp image um but that being said I have a lot so my initial thought is like oh you would you know if you're going to be into 35 and really get what you want you're going to need like a five or yeah, seven thousand right. dollar 35 millimeter camera anyways but that I think that that's kind of an ignorant statement because that's just kind of my perspective because I don't shoot 35. I have a friend of mine that shoots on like a $100 Canon uh, 35 millimeter and yeah. destroys it. Like yeah. some of my favorite work yeah. and just crushes it. I think that's and the thing. I think that's the thing that people overestimate like or they they think it's all about the gear. Right. Which if you're if you're a gearhead and you love the gear, totally. then that's, that's great. But you right. can if you have the vision, it really yeah. doesn't matter as long as you know the tool and you're comfortable with it. Oh, you totally. You can produce. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather have an image that's not exposed the way I'd want and it just be composed much better than an image that is right. poor composition, obviously. Yeah, like yeah exactly. Perfectly, right, right. For sure. Um, so I feel like there's a bigger learning curve with like really getting 35 millimeter dialed the way that you want it to be. Sure. And in that case, I would actually just recommend if somebody's looking for something that's going to be a little easier for them mm -hmm. to actually just get a medium format camera because you can get like a nice right. medium format camera for like under a thousand dollars. Where, where do you mean? get the film? Do you order it? Um, I don't order it. There's a, yeah, there's a, yeah. a spot near me, literally like a few, like a, like a few blocks away where I, I get my stuff developed and then I buy film. Um, and it's that's convenient because like expensive. a lot of people, um, like, I don't know if any of you listeners are in this boat, but like. I have a friend who's like very passionate hobbyist about photography, but uh -huh. he lives um, in like central Pennsylvania. And yeah. so like yeah. it, he would have to like drive to like Pittsburgh yeah. or Philly to buy any stuff. Yeah. And it is, it is tough. Well, I'm sure that's true with like lots of different art forms. For sure. For um, sure. But I, I do remember him. Uh, he was like gifted. Um, I forget which type of camera, but he was gifted a medium format. Mm. Uh, like a, um, what's the term when you like, uh, hold it at like a waist level viewfinder. Where oh, like, viewfinder, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, rather than the, you know. Yeah, yeah. Right. Hold up to the eye. But anyway, uh, and he was like so stoked about it, but he was gifted like three rolls of film or something. And then every time he, you know, so yeah. I think now he orders online. But yeah. like at the time he was like driving like, you know, two yeah, and a half hours yeah. to get it developed, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> right, But right. hey, if you love it, 
maybe the drive is worth it. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know a lot of people that are ordering it now, and it sucks because it's so expensive, and it's just getting crazier. And there's a massive, like, shortage, too, of, of, course. It, of oh, like, what everyone's Like, with everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, like, it's now it's just crazy because we've all grown, like, such an admiration for it and such a, a like, it's become such a comfortable way and a preference for us all that now it's, like, oh, there's really no going back. Like, we just have right. to continue to, like, fork out <laughs> right, money right, right. Yeah. Which yeah. is when, though, developing your own stuff and scanning your own stuff Having is, like, yeah. really where you can yeah. save so much on cost. Well, that's why you got to get into writing because all, you can just get, like, a Bic pen and uh, <laughs> a, some loose-leaf paper, yeah. and then you're fine. I'm yeah, just kidding, the, I'm you're, like, there's, you're never, you'll never be disappointed. Exactly. That as long yeah, as you yeah, live, exactly. for sure. And if you have a phone, you got that Notes app. There I'm you kidding. go. I'm just kidding. Yep. Uh, that's awesome. Cheap though. hobby. No, photography is definitely not a cheap hobby. Yeah, <laughs> no, it is not, for sure. Okay, um, I know you've done quite a few commissions and you've worked with some really interesting people, especially mm-hmm. in California. I think there's been some really cool stuff that you've been doing. Well, everywhere you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was looking through your whole um, like Instagram. I yeah, just was yeah. quickly like flipping through uh-huh. to see your whole port- portfolio and I was just like, this is just such a joy to look mm-hmm. at. And it really expresses like your travels and the mm-hmm. people that you've interacted with and stuff. I think it's really That's cool. Sweet. But do you have some standout projects, people, experiences that you've done? Yeah. Um, it's tough because, and this is like kind of the like the one thing that's tough about like ever talking about photography and like what I, what I hope to be doing because um, I'm not yet like fully making it work. Like I'm not a f- full-time freelance photographer yet. Um, and it's like, it's it's getting closer you know i like it's always getting closer um but it's unfortunately it's not something that has like fully it's tough that, yeah it's really tough so there are cool like there has been some cool opportunities and i like definitely stuff i like i'm excited to share about um but at the end of the day it's like still like always difficult because i'm like oh i'm like i'm just kind of trying to make it work you yeah know what i mean like oh, yeah. and um so I don't know. That's always in the back of my mind. I think part of that is just because I'm like, I'm really ambitious about stuff and mm-hmm. I get, you know, I want to be 10, 10 steps ahead of where I'm at. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I have to just kind of humble myself and realize that's just not how life always works. You no, know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of times um, it's a road. <laughs> yeah. It was actually really, this is so random. Um, but I was listening to an interview. I was listening to a podcast and for some reason, um, Will Ferrell was on the podcast, which nice. is like was kind of an out of pocket guest for them, kind of. <laughs> yeah, not not really, but um, and he was talking about how when he decided that he wanted to be a comedian, you know, he him and his dad were in a bar, and he he kind of decided that this is what I want to do. I want to be an entertainer. So he kind of told his dad this was kind of him like breaking it to his dad, kind of like mm-hmm. this is kind of what I want to do. So him and his dad are just sharing a beer, and you know, he goes you know, this is, I think I want to be a comedian. This is, this is what I want to do. And his dad looked at him and his dad said, if being, if being good, if being talented was the thing that determined whether or not you'd be successful, I would not worry about you. Right. And he's like, that's, that's pretty wise, but it's not. Mm -hmm. And Will Ferrell was like, and for me, he was like, just because of how my personality is, he was like, that was very freeing. Because I was like, oh, okay, like, there's a there's a bit of chance. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for and sure. And 
so I kind of remember that sometimes too, where I'm, where I'm like, I, I don't ever want to get to the point where I'm like, oh, this just might not be my path in life because I don't think you can ever think that way. Mm-hmm. But it does kind of, it's good to remember like part of this is not up to me. Mo- right, a right, majority right. of it is not up to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it can be hard to not look at other people's stuff and be, be critical of it, which is something that I've actually really tried to be better at, like not kind of compare myself to other people whose work I really admire or who, mm-hmm. who's pe- like people whose work I like don't admire that right, are but like yet they're doing really successful. It. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's always yeah, hard. Always because <laughs> I'm like, you know what? That has nothing to do with me and me criticizing somebody else's work is nothing I ever want to do. And right. I have right. done and I just, I don't have a desire to do that. Um, but yeah, so it's just like, as far as recent stuff I've been able to work on, there's been, um, it was, there's this company out of Philadelphia called Mitchell and Ness, which is like a sports apparel company. They like, they'll design and recreate like kind of vintage sports apparel. So, um, they're like a really cool company and like very, have a lot of credibility. Um, and me and my friend have been, had done some work for them. Um, nothing crazy, but we're starting to kind of build a relationship with them. And the hope is like, we keep hoping that there's going to be like, more opportunity because they keep you know we keep being in talks to them about doing all this stuff but like with most companies it's like very slow slow going and that's the thing i run into all the time like as as soon as you get a company that's interested in working with you um they have all this ambition all these promises and all these things that they want to do but then like it's so unpredictable for them Mm -hmm. that they you know all of a sudden they're like oh actually we can't do that right now and to them they're like it's not, you know, like, oh, we just can't do that. But, like, for us as right. the creatives, you're, like, you just, like, pulled, yeah. a, like, a huge financial stability out from under me. Um, portfolio, like, opportunity. It's, yeah, like, it's, the, so it's like, everything. Yeah, yeah. it's so I much. Mean? Yeah. So that is, like, the part that's been just kind of difficult is, like, trying to just navigate my way through that. And there's been a, a lot of that, honestly. Yeah. Um. The thing that that's been really cool about moving to California, though, is less about the the like physical opportunities of work, but more like the people that I've met yeah. that I really feel are like curating an environment for me to have opportunity. Um, I've been fortunate enough to meet with like some incredible creatives um, who have been really encouraging and just like have kind of taken me under their wing and like have also won't like. I've started to collaborate with on just different things. And it's also nice because it's kind of lifted this facade that everyone has it together where a lot of these people who I really admire, um, are, I've been like doing this for 10 years and are like, I'm still like, I'm just making this work. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. And there, it, it's just been so encouraging to have a lot of those people like kind of rally around, um, and, and be like, you're somebody that we admire and want to work on things with and also know that this stuff just takes time and, like, we're in the same boat that you're in. Um, so that's been, like, a huge encouragement. That's great. Um, yeah, which has been really cool. And it's been – the craziest part to me is, like, Oceanside has been full of all these people that I never thought that I would be surrounded with, like, as peers. You know what I mean? Like, I have mm-hmm. my one buddy, um, Brian and Ben, they kind of have their own um, – they kind of have their own company, but they've worked on a lot of stuff with Chris Burkhart. Um, and I don't know, I'm sure that you're familiar with Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of like, he'll kind of go down as like our, our generation's like, uh, photographer, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? The, right, guy, the right. guy kind of crushes it. Yeah. And I've been watching like Chris's films for years. And now I'm literally like living in like 
a few streets away from these guys and yeah. like getting to do life alongside That's them. Cool. And That's so cool. Yeah. And the cool part about it is just to have these people as peers, not as like a flex, but you know yeah. what I mean? Or anything like that. But it just, it's so encouraging yeah. to be surrounded by people that are like, um, creating things that I really, really respect. And that, mm-hmm. that's the big thing for me is like all the creatives that I'm surrounded by that, like whether I'm working on stuff with, or I'm just like doing life with them or I'm in the same social setting as them. Right. A lot of these guys I have like so much respect for their work. And it's like, I just, it's just an honor to like be, to be around right. them. Right. You know what I mean? Doing it. And right. like, not to like, this is, I mean, I suppose it is a plug to some degree. I was going to say it's not a plug, but like that, that is like why we do forefront. That's Mm -hmm. what we do because like the idea is like, I mean, I'll just speak for myself. Like I am so edified and fueled by being in community with other creatives that believe what I believe uh, in general, but then also just creativity as something that I deeply believe is from God, whether a creative recognizes or, or praises that fact or not, like yeah. all creativity yeah. is the image of God, right? So when I'm surrounded by creators that are just doing like awesome, beautiful stuff, yeah. it like gives me life, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I completely, I completely see that. And I really think that like, not, not in every case, obviously, you know, Stephen King writes up in a house up in Maine somewhere by <laughs> himself, but I'm yeah. saying like in, in like many cases, I feel like, like look at like famous um you know or like lauded artists in history they're almost always creating in a community of other creators that are just killing it like i mean and that's why we have these terms of like especially in um the history of like painting and sculpture these these like schools you know like you got the abstract expressionists school and whatever um the impressionists it's a group of people that are painting together you know and i just think it's like it's awesome yeah it is it's really cool and some of these people have just also become like lifelong friends like some of these Mm -hmm. people that i've met kind of in this community some creatives not some not but um definitely like just just really 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 good people (laughs) it's great that they were you know so real with you and and um and sharing their experience because i think even though i didn't have that in a personal way like a lot like I was self-taught for my photography so yeah I did a couple like tons of like um yeah, yeah. like the B&H um mm-hmm. online yes. conferences I love, I love yes. yeah. they crack me up too they mm-hmm. do so many funny videos yeah mm-hmm. and some and so a lot of the people that I got to be like think of as mentors or yeah. or yep. think of as oh that's that's what I would want right, right. um to hear them talk about the same things like that they they look back on their stuff the way they were first shooting and how horrible it was right. or how long the road was or that they just take joy in creating period and that's that's ultimately where where it's at right yeah you know mm-hmm. um so um yeah I think it's I think it's great that you have yeah. that face to face connection in California that's oh it's awesome. been yeah and like I have one one buddy who um he did a lot of work for there was a like a athlete that he was like the personal photographer for for a while um and it was like really killing it he's really young he was about to go to college and then he had the opportunity to become this guy's photographer and kind of took it and then did and the like this kid's incredible like his photography is just insane and and everything that comes his way is like very well deserved um and the only reason i didn't even mention his name is because he's so humble that i don't want to like out him (laughs) uh, but like so we had like connected and um i really admire his work we just connected at the coffee shop that i was hanging out at um and 
we we decided to link up and like shoot and just like hang out for an evening. So we got together and he like he like picked me up and um we he's like, Yeah, so where do you want to like, go shoot or whatever? I was like, Oh, I'm kinda down for whatever. He's like, Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Like I have my camera, so like I'm down to like walk around and shoot and check out a spot. He's like, but I mainly just want to get to like know you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like I just kinda wanna know like right. like what you're up to. And then I was That's like, awesome. that yeah. was like really cool to me that he was just like, yeah, I just want to like, just, just kick it, yeah. get to know you yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And that is like, I really feel like a lot of the people, at least where I'm living, that seems to, to really be yeah. the vibe there. That's awesome. And I really, that means like a lot, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's been a huge blessing. The fact that they're interested in you as a person too, yeah. is like something that, like I don't know, it sounds so lame, but like, I feel like it's so rare that people are actually interested in, in us for like who we are and not what we can potentially provide. Especially you on know? the West coast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, but I think it is like, it's crazy. Like I was literally just talking to someone the other day who, if you're listening, I hope you don't know I'm talking about you. I was talking <laughs> to someone the other day who's like had like a rough like dating road the past couple of years. Uh, and they like started talking to someone who they're like, this person, like it, like feels fake to me because mm-hmm. there's they actually like they're like way too nice and i was like what do you mean they're too nice <laughs> and then what it, we like boiled it down to is like oh they actually just like actually are interested in knowing like about you as a person yeah. and i feel yeah. like that's like it, it's like so sad that that's like so rare in yeah. a per- you know in our in our oh, community yeah, totally. area but when you find the reason why i say that is like when you find those people especially like forefront listeners like as creatives whatever like when you find those people who are willing to invest in you as a person that will improve your art as well oh I feel yeah. Like. Totally. yeah you know what i mean oh, yeah. and i had like yeah. um and th- this is like this is actually the craziest thing too and it's cool because i don't often get to share this because um as a believer this is like this plays into so much of of kind of like why i'm even in california and stuff mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. some people don't have the same you know, beliefs and perspective on life that I do. So sometimes the story doesn't hit for them the same right, way. Right. Yeah. Um, sure. But back in like 2018, I was going out to a photography meetup in New York city. Nice. Um, and, I, and I was going to go with a bunch of friends, but I like nobody could go. So like, you know, I'm just going to go. And it was this big creative. Oh, you um, went alone. Uh, yeah. I That's went cool. Alone. That's yeah. Cool. Dude, I've done that a couple of times. One time I drove through the night to Maine and slept in my car in a park. Just like <laughs> meet up with a couple of photographers and I like hung out till like four PM and then was like, Well, I guess I'll drive back now. See, that's like a weakness like, for me. I do not do so I need like a buddy. Oh <laughs> I know. buddy system. No, yeah, yeah. I'm very much like I just well, I mean, I knew I knew one person when I'm yeah, in California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean like that's I, I just now, love meeting people. Yeah. 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 I used to um, be more like that. Really? A little well, yeah, more open I, to I it. I mean, I was a, you know, a single mom. Like what do you Yeah, yeah. You sure, kinda, sure. Yeah. You're like that way. So I have no choice. I have to make you're like, Oh, I'm either you go and do it or you don't do it so. yeah right. you're right you're right yeah so i remember going and this was in 2018 so this was even more when like like influencers and like social media was a little more um was a little more like sought after or sure. like a little more on a pedestal if you will mm-hmm. um so i went out to this big new york city meetup with um these these guys that kind of this uh it's like this creative collective of people or whatever, all through this kind of like one social media page. And they were kind of made up of all these different influencers that kind of hung out together and, cool. and people who's some of, some of the people there like work, I like really respect. Um, so I remember driving out there and I just remember like being like, I just have no interest in clout. 
I just have right. no interest in meeting people and mm-hmm. like and like for the aspect of the cloud, like legitimately. Yeah. Um. And there's there's there have been times I have <laughs> Cl- cling to <laughs> and, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And right. like, but I remember just driving out there and was like, I just don't have a desire to meet with 50 people and like follow some guy around for like four hours in New York City, never have a real conversation with them and like hope to get a follow back. Yeah. No desire for that. So I remember I'm driving out there alone and I remember praying. I was like, God, like I just want to connect with people. Mm -hmm. I just want to connect with like fellow creatives and fellow creatives that are doing like what I want to do to like such a high caliber. Right. Um, And that was when I met, my friend Paul, who is the guy that I knew in California that I went to go visit and has become like one of my closest friends. And I was like at his wedding, I was like an usher in his wedding. And he was like the reason I moved out there and everything in my life over the last three years has flowed from this, this encounter with meeting Paul, Mm -hmm. which I believe like all came from like a God ordained this meeting, this prayer. Like I, I really do believe like everything currently in my life has flowed from that. That's so cool. And, and Paul is like, he's like, uh, I've never met somebody more intentional than this man. Okay. Um, and which is so funny because I literally just at this, at this meetup and stuff and he just came over and was like, what's up? What's your name? I was like, I'm Gage. What's up? Oh, it was, Hey, I'm Paul. I was like, okay. And yeah. he was on it. We joke about it. Cause he was like the only influencer there that I did not know that I was like, <laughs> I so never, I've never heard of you before, dude. <laughs> and he's like, Sorry. but like Paul doesn't care about that. And like, yeah. he just like, he desires to just really know people and like mm-hmm. to create community. Um, and I just remember him like hitting me up afterwards and just kind of like kept following up with me and stuff. Um, and at one point I just was kind of like, Hey, like I, I don't, I'm really bad at like flirt, like having relationships with people I'm not doing life with. Yeah. So like, um, you're like, you're just a very intentional person. So I apologize. I'm not to the, to quite the same caliber. He's like, no, that's cool. No problem. But he just kept being intentional. And like, he like bore the weight of it for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. He's like, but that doesn't change. Like, I'm not trying to get anything out of you. Like we talked about. So it's like, that doesn't change like my interest in like you. Um, and we've been close friends ever since. And he's, reason i was able to move to california so like easily and the reason i even visited it yeah. to begin with it's great good so it's just crazy Super well that cool. leads into the next question is how do you see your faith in your photography mm. so, I mean, that is a yeah that is a that is a tough question i mm-hmm. often kind of because if i'm being it honest yeah I, because i think if i'm being honest like my initial response is like well there's there's really no correlation i'm like right, right. my mind starts racking like my brain for um, instances where I was yeah. like photographing like uh, yeah, like yeah. an event. See, that's always for where, that's like, where I kept before. I mean, before I started to like um, hear other Christ, Christian creatives talk and whatnot and reading books like art and faith and mm-hmm. things like that. I was like, I don't know. Well, I feel like, like it's dishonest. Well, I feel like, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, I feel like it is truly dishonest to like when people are kind of grasping at straws mm. to be like, Oh, this thing that I do is like deeply connected right. to my faith. Right. And I think that when we grow, well, I'll let you finish actually. No, Go you're good. Yeah, you're yeah. good. I, so I think like, yeah, my, like my initial reaction really is like, <laughs> would be honest, like, well, like none of it, I'm taking photos. Do you know what I mean? Like what, it, and I'm not, and like, I'm not photographing for a church right now. I'm not creating content for like, uh, like a religious based nonprofit like right. i think very like logically like 
freaked out about it. Um, and I, and part, and I was kind of thinking that about that on the way over actually, where I was like, Oh, that this is probably going to be kind of like a question <laughs> where it's mm-hmm. like, how does your faith influence what you're doing yeah. or mm-hmm. vice versa? Right. And when I thought about it, I was like, I don't like, does it even, you know what I mean? But yeah. I think I don't necessarily know if, if there's a direct correlation in the traditional sense that we're like, mm-hmm. we're talking about, right. but everything that I do and everything that I feel and all of like my desires do flow from my faith. Right. And a lot, a huge advocate for me in my life for following Christ has been very, very like for me, like very visually, like, like very visual. Um, I just, just, and I mean, the Bible says it like all of creation cries out of his right. existence and stuff. So for me, like traveling has always been the thing that has made me be like so solidified in my faith. Wow. Um, and that's actually what this, like this, I hate being that guy that's like referencing his tattoo right now. But this, but this tattoo is like, kind of was like a reference from that. This was like a photo that I took on a trip. Um, and it was just kind of like a weird, like a, it was kind of a weird describe it to our listeners. It's a, it's a, it's three horses, but the way that the horses are staggered, um, much like the image, it kind of looked like a horse with three heads, Mm -hmm. even like on the image, like they were staggered in such a way. It was really weird, really trippy. So I just kind of liked the, the concept of it. And then at the bottom I have, Oh, thou of little faith, Mm -hmm. um, which is from Matthew when Jesus is telling Peter that his, his faith is like absolute garbage. Um, (laughs) and he's like, yo, you have awful faith. So for me, like I am always reminded about how like my faith will never be what it should. Even if I, even if I had more faith than any other man on earth, it would still not be like a drop in the bucket. But when I am traveling, I am so solidified in my beliefs and so solidified in my faith. And I don't know why, maybe it's because of the places I'm seeing, um, or the people I'm interacting with, but it, it really is just, it cries out to me of a creator. Well, I think it's absolutely true. I, I haven't traveled internationally nearly to the extent that I, I am hearing that you have. But I uh, for me, every time I shake myself out of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. I find I find that I almost always return to like a deeper relationship with God yeah. for a short time. Yep. Whether it's yeah. purposeful or not, like maybe like I'm starting a new job and that's really stressful or something. Yeah. And I think that it's because and I'm not saying that like like you have to be out of your comfort zone to see God. I'm not, I mean, maybe you do, but that's not what I'm saying. Right. I'm saying that the fact that I feel like God and the exist, the existence of the divine and all that is always there, but we get so used to oh, just totally. the every day that when we do something that's not every day, we think it's this amazing revelation. But in reality, that revelation is there all the yeah. time. Yeah. And, and we blind ourselves to it yeah. by just being, yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, we, tu- totally. we tune in when we feel like we need him. So maybe, you know, also I think like, you know, so sure. when you're going, stepping into an uncomfortable position or something like that, you may feel more of a need. Oh, totally. And whether you're like a Christ follower or not, I think that that's just like such a, like a applicable thing mm-hmm. that we're just like so desensitized to these, these like subtleties in life that are like so incredible. Like even just, oh, yeah. Yeah. and I, Definitely. yeah. And I, maybe I romanticize everything too much. I know for a fact we, I do we actually need more of that. I think. Yeah. That, that's I think my, so too. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just even like relation, like just from relationships or even just like to, to be able to like visually take things in or even just to like, 
the, the fact that I can like, I have senses and I can feel things and hear things. And like, it, that to me is like just so crazy. And like, it's, it's just like a part of our life, but we like, we definitely take because it Because we're granted. used to it. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And like, yep. you want to hear this dope story? I don't know if this applies, but basically, the, yeah, no, basically yeah. the, so you know how people say, so I, the thing that made me think of it is you said, um, like whether you're a Christ follower or not, et cetera. Right. The, um, I heard the story that like changed the way that I look at beauty mm-hmm. forever. And it's the fact that this guy, Christian guy, very strong Christian that I know mm-hmm. was traveling and he went into a historic mosque, um, just as a tourist. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, he went and, and so like a lot of Christians, especially like, you know, I'm calling you out, especially like puritanical <laughs> evangelicals, right? Are yep. like, why would you even go to a mosque, right? Like that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. But right. like, so like this guy went into this mosque and he said he like stood and forgive me, I, I don't know the terms that they use, right? Yeah. But like the mosque equivalent of like the sanctuary mm-hmm. where okay. this is like this dome ceiling with um, it, the he described it as like this um intricate Arabic writing that went in like a spiral from the center of the dome, like all the way down. This like sapphire blue tiles, whatever. And he said it was like absolutely beautiful. And he said he like literally fell to his knees and like started like tears welling up. Mm. And he was like, and he, he said that his reaction to that was like, my God, like God is here. Yeah. And he said that he had this feeling that he was like, he, he said he felt really guilty because he's like, I'm in this non-Christian space of worship. Mm-hmm. And he said he had like a really hard time with it. And then he said afterward, he realized that he's like every beauty and every like work of human hands, like even things that are consecrated, you know, I'm using that term loosely, right? Like consecrated yeah. to something that is not God, right? Um, God created all forms of that lift us up right. to beauty, right? Yeah. So when we walk into a, you know, a Buddhist temple or a mosque mm-hmm. or a contemporary art museum or mm-hmm. whatever, like insert thinking a baseball stadium, right? And and it really like strikes you, like that's God. Yeah. That's He's what, there. Yeah, and, and no that's why yeah. and that's why we're struck by that. So like the simple stuff, like I feel like one thing that would just energize the church so much and the world but through the church would be if the if the, we as a church like remembered that there are not things that are like this is christian and this is okay yeah. right, right and then the rest of it like oh i enjoy this thing as a guilty pleasure because yeah. it's not christian like excuse me like i, I right. just like I right. it's like implying that like not all of us are able to experience god yeah, which or, is like or, or we are that God exists in this limited space. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the spaces that we have like created, decided. And stuff. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. That our our finite minds have mm-hmm. actually made those barriers, not Him. Yeah. Right. Oh like, yeah. He's a part of all every one of us, right? I mm-hmm. mean, He's written His commands. He's written His His love onto mm-hmm. our hearts, whether we accept it or not, is, right. is a whole different right. thing. It doesn't. That's why I feel like it took me some time to get past that, but like that I was yeah. freed up when I could say. Oh, I can look at or uh, you know watch this movie mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. appreciate this piece of art because there is a piece of the creator, the yeah. original creator right. in this art, and it's really amazing Whether and worshipful. That, oh, exactly, that, it reflects. So I'm exactly, a huge fan of yeah. Japanese architecture and oh, like Japanese, Japanese interior art. design. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So I but I like living spaces and like buildings in the Japanese style. Yeah. Just love it. And um, I remember uh, I have a friend who is a, a Catholic priest. And I was saying 
to him once. Um, we were just talking, whatever. And I said, like, and I asked him, I was like, do you think that, like, you know, I was like, do you think that, like, in heaven, in your perspective, right? I'm like, do you think in eternity things will look like the Sistine Chapel? You know, like him coming mm. from that perspective. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I mean, maybe. But he was like, there also might be things that look like, you know, like the Temple of Edo. And mm. I remember being like, oh, yeah? Like, the thought crossed my mind because, like, you know, especially in like our Western Christian perspective, yeah. right? right? Oh, like Japanese things aren't Christian, right? right. You know, like, right. you know, Christian, you know, stuff. That's comes not from like a, a Christian, like culture. Yeah, culture. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. But it's like, but like God loves the beauty that yeah. was designed in Japan. Absolutely. You know, like he empowered that, you know, yeah. I just think it's like, you know, I just think it's, we have such a limited view sure. of, of things. Oh, I wasn't going to tell this, but I think it fits so well into what we were talking about. And I was, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say it anyways. I'm going to tell All the right. story. And my do it. My friends have heard this story so many times. So if there have any of them hear this, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I dude, let it, it go. Stop dying. On, <laughs> stop dying on this hill. It, we get it. It is a good <laughs> metaphor. Um, I, I love like, I love movies. I love watching movies. I love yeah. like even just like director round tables, actor round tables, um, mm -hmm. Love all that kind of stuff. So anyways, though, um, a few years ago, I went to go see uh, Ad Astra, mm -hmm. which is, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's a movie with Brad Pitt. Yeah. Um, and he plays like this astronaut. And I'll I'll try and sum it up. But anyways, so long story, if anybody's listening to this, I am ruining this movie for you. Heads up. <laughs> Spoiler uh, alert, Ad yeah, Astra. Literally yeah. just yeah. the entire. So the whole movie is he, he plays this astronaut that has to go try and find his father's, uh, like, ship or outpost basically and his father's played by tommy lee jones so you you the whole movie is about him leading up to like trying to get there and he has to go through all these things to get there long story short he finally gets to where his dad is posted up which is like i forget what planet they're they're like rotating around but he gets there and all of the astronauts there tommy lee jones character is like killed mm. <laughs> and it's because basically like tommy lee jones uh was assigned to go and see if they could find extraterrestrial life basically. Okay. So they had, um, they had basically they had the technology that allowed them if they could get to a certain point, um, that they weren't obstructed by like the view of the sun. They could see like into the vastness of space in theory. There was like, they could see indefinitely into creation. Mm -hmm. So anyways, long story short gets there. Tommy Lee Jones has gone crazy and kill everyone because they didn't find anyone. They didn't find anything. Okay. And everyone's like, we're done here. We've been here for decades. Let's go. And yeah. he was like, he could not fathom that there was nothing else out there mm. that he, he mm -hmm. went crazy. Yeah. So he's Brad Pitt's character shows up. He's trying to convince Tommy Lee Jones to come back with him to earth. Tommy Lee Jones is like, Oh, we can finish this. We can finally like figure out what's out there. We can do this together. And it cuts in really close on Brad Pitt's face and Brad Pitt like, and he's like welling up because he's mm -hmm. like, my man has lost it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes, what if we're all we have? Mm -hmm. Like what, like, you know, like what if there's like, what, okay. What if there actually is nothing else out there? Mm -hmm. And it cuts to this montage of all these, these photographs and these, these images of like the galaxy, like real places, like mm -hmm. the galaxies. Yeah. And you hear Brad Pitt, Pitt talking and he says like he spent his entire life photographing and documenting these places mm -hmm. and they found nothing mm -hmm. and to me when I was watching this movie I was like this is Ecclesiastes mm. yeah. and that like everything is so beautifully intentionally made even mm. these places in space that we will most likely never see mm -hmm. or right. go to right. 
but it doesn't mean anything. It's not necessarily there for a purpose. But right. in a scenario where human beings know for a fact, okay, there's nothing else out there, maybe we're it. Mm-hmm. Maybe we all we have. And mm-hmm. to me, that puts like, that kind of like defines like why we are here. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's like there there is nothing else. Like we are here for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it's like we were like intentionally made. So like, I don't know, for me, that was like such a, like a visual representation yeah. of like, oh, wow. Like what if we're all we have? Yeah. So, and like, yeah. and God put us here for a reason. Yeah. And, like yeah. everything is like, a beautiful representation of that. Yeah. 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 Man. We can cut that part out. I like it. No, I was about to say, I I was about to say your friends are missing out if they don't listen to this. They like it the first time they heard it. It's the first time for me. Well, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, that's welcome to like parenting. Yeah, is that what it is? Just like keep repeating shouting into the voice. Yeah, yeah. And then you hold your baby, and you're like, "What if this is all we have?" I'm like, yeah, yeah, "That yeah, resonated yeah. for me." Whatever. Like, no, it's like in Lord of the Rings. No help is coming. This is it. Anyway, um, on that note, man, um, this has been such a good conversation. Um, how can we see your stuff, people that are listening? How can we connect with you? Ooh, good question. Uh, unfortunately, social media is like the main way, obviously, I mean, yeah. to do it. Yeah, Gage Forster on Instagram. Can you spell that for us? Yeah, G-A-G-E-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I'm like pretty active on that stuff. Um, that's kind of like the main way. So, yeah, primarily that. Um, also, am might, I mean, I've been working on a photo book from Israel. Whoa. Um, so that, the goal is in the next like, two months to have that like finished nice. um i'll sign up for that are you gonna, yeah, are you gonna retail cool. that yeah i mean i'm still trying to figure it out i think i'm only going to do like 150 copies and it'll be mm. super like very like low-key um it's and I, I feel like i have like a massive disclaimer when talking about it because i'm like uh th- that trip that i took was just so like personal and mm. i just felt like the work should like reflect kind of the like what it meant to me. I just like, it just felt weird to like come back from this trip and just to kind of like slap images into the void of social media. Sure. Yeah. And I I was like, so I was like, you know, whether or not people want it or not, this is something that I just think needs to be like printed. Yeah. Seen like, yeah. And I haven't, I have a lot of great artists make things for themselves and then everyone else loves them. So like, even if you're making it for you, like yeah, that's the yeah. best way. Yeah, and it's yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's cool because I didn't shoot much, so it's very, it's just very like matter of fact. Meaning, like, mo- like a little more than half of the images used are like half the images I shot. Wow. Or sorry, all sorry, all of the images I use is like a majority of what I shot almost. Oh gosh. So there's you. not right. a lot of like, I I didn't really. I'm just. You didn't cut it, out. It kind of just is what it is. It you know is, what I mean? I'm like, this is yeah. just like. That's cool. I'm not going to to like read into this. This is just an experience I had, and if people mm-hmm. want to see it yeah. visually, then cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I mean? So yeah. yeah so did you did you shoot uh, Antigua back when you were in Guatemala? What's that? Way back when you went to Guatemala? Yeah. Did you shoot yeah, in yeah. Antigua? A little bit. Not, okay. not a ton. We were okay. there for a few days. Yeah. Okay, okay. I got really sick in Guatemala. Oh, oh. That, that does happen. Me and my yeah. buddy were sick for like days. And mm. actually, yeah, my, my buddy that I got <laughs> sick with was one of the guys that I had met in New York also at that meetup. Oh, that's fine. He was like a, yeah, like a really dope photographer. Good stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, you can, uh, you probably know this if you're listening to 4360, but just for the, you know, the sake of it, you can connect with Forefront at ForefrontFestival.com or at ForefrontFest on Instagram, Twitter, 
you like that, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> or, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, subscribe, leave a review if you like this episode, if you like 4 360 And uh, please reach out and connect with us if you know someone we should interview or a topic we should discuss. Uh, until next time, thanks for being with us. Keep pursuing authentic faith and excellent art. <laughs>